Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Should we actually open this week with To The Moon? Because I just realised we didn't do it yesterday. Let's do it <laughs> in three, two, one. To, 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 to the moon. To the moon. To the moon, come on and take me away. To, 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 to the moon. <laughs> um, right, should we get into this moon geesh? Can you see me? Yes, I've got you, I've got you. <gasps> You're wearing pussy. So you've got a, I'll give a brief description. So we've, this week we've got moon in a white jumper. And on the front of that jumper is a picture of a very angry cat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Who is this cat? Well, it's like a... Israeli desert cat. <laughs> desert cat. That sounds like a very dry pussy to me. <laughs> very stylish jumper. A little tribute to Crystal's kitty litter dance yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dump it, dump it. Yeah. Uh, well done, Moon. I give it a strong 8 out of 10. Oh, thanks. Brilliant, guys. Um, but now we need to get into Secret Celebrity Drag Race. So... I absolutely loved this episode. I actually thought it was even better than the actual drag race this week. Blasphemy. <laughs> Do you think that's too far? It was. It's definitely the best celebrity one they've done. They must have just knocked... Oh, by miles. I wonder why they put the, like, the Duff one out first. Um, well, I thought the Duff one was last week, but I think most people agree with you because people liked last week's. But I think what I've come to realise is, and I hope this isn't controversial, but I do just prefer watching men in drag on the show. Um... That's not a comment on the casting of trans queens, because I definitely obviously understand that. But uh, biological women, uh, AFAB, um, I just think... I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I, I think there's a place for them on the show. I just think it's just more fun watching men in drag. Is that bad to say? There's more transformation. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, there's something very cute about watching straight men, <laughs> especially um, just get into drag race. It just It's a novelty that is still very much feeding me. Um, but first we get the actual drag queens this episode, which is Kim Chi, Nina West and Bob the Drag Queen. What did you think of this selection? I thought, I thought Nina and Kim Chi were duff choices. They're not great TV. Oh, I love Kim Chi. I happily have Kim Chi on my TV all the time. Oh no, she's a great look queen, but she's not bringing me, pers- it's just not bringing me the personality. You need you need a Trixie, an Alyssa, a Shangela. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree that Nina's a d- duff choice. Um, Bob the Drag, drag Queen's really good on this, but I don't feel like any queen needed to be on it more than once, even Alyssa. I just think seeing them once was probably enough. Yeah, I don't know what choice. Maybe it was just av- availability. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they're doing the weekly thing of guessing who the celebrity is. Um, they guessed Serena Williams, but I think that's a bit silly because it'd be too hard to make her look like an actual woman. 
Um, I, I'm joking. I love Serena Williams. I really do. Uh, and then we find out who the celebrities actually are. So the first one is Alex Newell. And we needed this education. Well, I definitely did. Did you know who Alex Neal was, Charlie? Only from the previous lip sync. That's the first time I'd ever heard of him. Well, I thought the Kill the Lights song was by like an old disco diva from the 80s. I thought it was like an old throwback. I didn't realise it was a modern song by a modern artist. Yeah. Um, so I, I recognised him Alex from Glee. Yeah, I, I did when I saw him, but I just didn't know the name at all. I used to watch the show where they have to win it to get on Glee as well. The Glee Project. Yeah, the Glee Project. So I liked him on that. Well, that's what Alex said. He said he lost the Glee Project. But I mean, it's weird that he lost it, but then still was cast on Glee. Mm. Isn't that, surely wasn't the prize being on Glee. Mm. <laughs> but he says that um, he's in drag every day of his life and that's an advantage, which obviously you can imagine is the case. But luckily we get um, a bit of variety because next up we have... Ah! Sorry, I can't contain myself. Dustin Milligan from Schitt's Creek. Okay, Charlie, you don't watch Schitt's Creek, do you? I've only seen season one and I just didn't... I liked it. I didn't see the charm, but everyone tells me that it is like... Once you settle into it, it's amazing. And that season one isn't the best. Is that right? Season one is definitely not the best of the season. It gets be- It's a show that gets better and better as it goes on. I must admit, Dustin Milligan's character in it, Ted, the vet, isn't one of the best characters. He's more of like the straight man to Alexis. And I mean straight man as in the boring uh, comedic partner. But now I absolutely love him because he just stole my heart. And I think he stole every gay man's heart this episode. He's the biggest fan of Drag Race. And he did... Um, his entrance line was, excuse my sushi burps, but there's something fishy inside me just dying to come out. Yeah. <laughs> what did you make of that? <laughs> I quite like, when he started, because it was quite a long entrance line, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> yeah. He pulled it through. And he hasn't got the memo that we don't use, we're not meant to say fishy anymore, but <laughs> he's quite like naive. Cancel and... him, cancel him. <laughs> Drag her. Um, but yeah, he's so cute and I love how much he loves it. I feel like I'm almost like patronising when I'm talking about straight men in drag race. Like they just have to do the littlest thing and I'm just like, oh, that's so cute. But yeah, I'm easily pleased. And then we get another straight man who is Matt Eisman. So I didn't know who this was. Did you? No. So is he, because they introduced him as like the host of that Ninja Warrior show, but then kept referring, he kept talking about being a performer. I was like, what are you? <laughs> he does look familiar. I feel like he's probably someone who just pops up in various things and is just, I don't know. Um, but I have to say, I think he's very hot. Oh. And I think he looks like if Buzz Lightyear was a real man and shopped at Next. Yes, good reference. Which, as we all know, is my type. So, yes, he was the one who was... So, Dustin was stealing my heart and Matt was stealing my loins. Do you say stealing lines? Girdling my lines. What's the saying? There isn't a saying. Uh, girdle is like protect your... Do you mean like set a fire in your loins? Yes, that's it. He's he's firing up my loins. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's hot. And then RuPaul enters and Dustin looks like he's going to wee himself worse than Jada Essence Hall. And then they meet the three drag queens. Uh, so Kim Chi comes in. Did you catch what she said? Did she say fat or feminine Asian? F- 
Fatter Feminasian, yeah. I didn't clock it the first time, but I saw on Reddit that someone had said that's what she said. Mm. So I love that throwback because that was her uh, song she performed on the season eight finale, which I have to say is one of my favourite songs to come from Drag Race. Fat Feminasian is so catchy. Um, I I love kimchi. Um, And then we get Nina West... Um, so neither of us are a huge fan of Nina West, it seems. Well, I like her. I just don't think for this. She's very nice. Meh. That's it. You need a, you need a Monique Hart. You need someone who's just going to talk and talk and rabbit and rabbit. You need a talker. That's what I want. They need to go back and find all the talkers. Sissy that talk. Okay, so I'm going to say something shady, and it is that I find Nina West creepy. Oh. And I don't know why. I just do. So I'm just putting that out there and I'm sorry, I'm sure she's not creepy, but I just get a just a creeped out vibe. So I call the lawyers. <laughs> um, and then we get Bob again. Bob says, if you stay petty, you ain't got to get petty, which is a better entrance than her previous one. And she looks better in the confessional this episode. She does. Are you glad Bob's back? Yeah, I like Bob. She's a good talker. She knows how to like keep it going. But I don't see her more than once. I also like that Bob is actually competitive, even though it's like, because really this, these episodes seem to be more about fun, but Bob still really wants to win. Yeah. And then we get the prick, uh, prick crew. What am I saying? I'm getting pit and brick crew mixed up and I said prick. Okay, the pit crew come in um, and I'm right. I'm still shocked that Bruno has not become like a talking point. I just, is it just me? He's like the most beautiful man on the pit crew ever. And the camera keeps lingering on him because I think, the show is kind of building him up to be like a the guy and no one else is talking about him apart from me. He's handsome. His ears are cute because they're so big. He's just very striking. Even if it's not your type, he's just like very hard, I think, to keep your eyes off. But yeah, it must just be me. Um, one thing you do want to keep your eyes off is these guys in quick drags. It looks awful. What did you make of that? It was rough. So I think Alex is fine. Um, obviously, but the others are a mess. Dustin says that Alex is stunning doing his money car impression, which was just as bad as what I just did. And then we get Love Connie coming in. <laughs> ah, yes, I love Love Connie. I don't know. I only know her from Drag Race when she appeared last series. Oh, I don't really know much about her outside of Drag Race. So I first became familiar with her because she stars in Alaska's This Is My Hair video. Oh. Um... And, yeah, she's funny in that. And then, yeah, Drag Race introduced me. And I just think that was one of the funniest cameos I'd ever seen previously. And she's just as funny now. But clearly she's not teaching them about tucking when she comes in. Because bitch is bulging. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of bulges, the pit crew are wearing hideous bloomers. Because the challenge for the mini challenges, they have to lay down and the celebrities have to sit on top of them and do like a... How do you even describe this? A... Leg dance. An illusion dance. Yeah, the leg illusion dance. I love this challenge. They did it before with like a beach setting. They did. I'm trying to think which season it was. Was it season six? Can't think. Or season seven, maybe. It was very funny when they first did it. I didn't feel like it was quite as funny this time. Um, And I think it was a bit of a waste to have two straight men take part in this because there's a lot of gay men who would love to sit on the pit crew, a.k.a. me on Bruno. Um, but did did you think Br- Dustin was the winner? Yes, I did. 
I did, definitely. Although I did enjoy Matt getting his weave snatched. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dustin wins this silly mini challenge and he actually looks like he's won an Oscar. This means so much to him. I just think it's really cute. And then they find out that they're doing a roast. So I was thrilled to find out there's going to be a roast challenge on this because it's probably my favourite kind of challenge. So how many roasts there now? We've had RuPaul, Lady Bunny and Michelle Visage. RuPaul season five. Yeah. Has, has there ever been another one? Yeah, I think it must just be those three. So Michelle Visage was season nine, RuPaul season five, and then Lady Bunny was All Stars 4. I'm surprised they haven't done more, actually, because they've always gone down so well. Um, and this one is no exception. So because Dustin won the mini challenge, he gets to assign. So um, I'm assuming you would choose Bob, Charlie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hands down. Oh, in a competitive way. Because before we said maybe you'd choose who you like wanted to spend the day with. Yeah, but I still think I want to hang with Bob. I find I find kimchi and Nina quite boring. Uh, I do find Nina boring, but I would probably choose Kim. I find Kim very funny and like not in a in your face way, but I just think, and I also just think she's got the most amazing makeup. I mean, obviously that's what she's known for, but I would just love to see her face in real life and just marvel at it. Um, but Dustin chooses Nina, which. God knows why. Especially for a roast. And I love that Bob Bob calls this out. And then Dustin gets kind of shady and assigns Matt, Kim, as like a sabotage because Kim's not a comedian. Um, Is that what you would have done? Yes. Go straight for the sabotage. You always go strategic. Yes. (laughs) Did you notice that Matt said, I hope Kim Chi has some North Korean in her because we're about to launch missiles. I know. That was a bit dodge. I mean, it's it's weird that he said it, but it's even weirder that they left it in. I just thought that would be like an obvious thing to like not say and not um, broadcast. But yeah, I think I've heard there's been a bit of um, discomfort about that afterwards, which is to be expected. Well, yeah, it's just because it's not because it's racist against North Koreans. It's just that the South and North have been fighting for like decades <laughs> just to just be like, well, yeah. <laughs> Because it's such an ongoing situation, it just doesn't feel like the subject of a quick joke. I don't know. Um, So then Alex gets Bob, which seems to be a good match. And um, then we get Dustin doing a tongue pop, which I think is a perfect time for us to check in on the trajectory of your tongue pops, Charlie. Do you want to? Oh, my God. (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to presume the trajectory's been going down. (laughs) I think you do it well when you don't have pressure on you. So maybe the fact this has just been sprung on you All right. will be good. Here we go. All right. In three, two, one. Oh, that was good. There we go. <sighs> Did you just have like a little audio of one on your phone and you just played it? One. No. Hmm. We'll have to watch it next week on Zoom because I'm now wondering whether you're cheating. <laughs> Um, Dustin reveals that he's a super fan of Nina. Um, he says that she embodies comedy, creativity and heart. And he's, and then she says, this is the best date she's ever been on. Uh, were you enjoying watching their kind of loving? It was adorable. Yeah. As much as Nina's not my favourite, it's cute to see Dustin loves her so much. And then he talks about, um, he shares his experience of like growing up and not feeling like he necessarily had all the traits that are typically male and typically masculine and that watching Drag Race gave him like an aha moment of defining your identity. What did you make of like what he had to say on this? Yeah, that was really sweet because I didn't know he was straight until I think 
Is it Nino says, I think it's so great that a cis straight man is talking about this kind of stuff. I actually didn't know he was straight. So when he saw like this, I was like, oh, this is... I just assumed it was a gay guy. And when he found out he was straight, I was like, oh, this is really progressive. Oh, I knew he was straight. And I also... I think as gay men, sometimes you forget that, like, the whole um, gender conformity thing does not just affect the LGBT community. Like, it, uh, it massively affects, I think, especially straight men. Not especially. But, like, straight men suffer a lot from it because they... If, I know a lot of men who've like told me as if it's a huge secret, like, I don't really like football. And they actually feel like they can't not like it because it's, it's just weird that they have to feel like there's so many things that they have to subscribe to. So even though obviously we have it a lot worse and that should always be remembered, <laughs> I do have some sympathies for the straight men of this world. And I like that Dustin shared that experience and reminded us of that it kind of brings us together a bit doesn't it yeah um bob gives some advice to alex which is that a roast has to be funnier than it is mean which i think is very good advice because we've seen mean roasts in the past <laughs> from like pheromone and Alyssa edwards just completely bomb um if, oh lord you've done roasting charlie have you got any tips of what a good roast is what's a good row people well, i don't know about drag race in real life rows people like it dark I would say go dark. They really, really do. I think they're usually late at night. And I think, especially now, I know everyone's like the same old, banging the same old drama. Everyone's like, you can't say anything nowadays. So then people do go to Rose wanting to hear stuff. They want to gasp, but they want to hear stuff that they won't hear on other comedy shows. Yeah. And another tip I would say is people at Rose, they like um, current news being referenced has been my experience. So I, I think because it kind of almost proves that you've just come up with that joke recently. So if you're referencing what's in the news now to get your opponent, I think that often works as well. Obviously, they couldn't do this because it's airing a year late. But um, yeah, that's our roast tips for the day. Um, Matt talks about his arthritis. Um, I'm disappointed that no one actually brought this up as the roast. I think that could have been a good like source of material. Yeah. Or maybe not on the same show as they're using like raising money for charity. But they could have been like, sticks and stones may break Matt's bones or something. Like, literally, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe too low. Um, the, uh, the men are putting on heels and jewels. And I have a bit of um, intel here. So, like, I don't know if you saw... Did you see that Dustin, after the episode, did, like, a huge speech on Twitter thanking everyone involved? No. And one of the people he thanked um, was Laganja Stranger because apparently she took the time out of her schedule of um death dropping and being attacked to teach him how to walk in heels the week before filming so like th i thought that was cool that he actually did his homework and oh. went walking with laganja in nature did he say who did we get other queens do the makeup again this week did he say he did the makeup and hair yes he said that um layla mcqueen did his makeup oh. so it's layla chanel and mayhem with the three queens doing makeup. Oh, again? Yeah, but it was Layla who did him. So I think, like, one drag queen does each celebrity. Oh, Layla's makeup. I thought his makeup was incredible. Oh, I... Well, we'll get to that in a bit, but I, did, I do not agree with that. Um, oh, I thought it was so <laughs> Alex said that she's glad that she got Bob, because Bob's the comedian, and she says even Obama had a roast writer. So I actually really wish that I had been hired um, on this episode to write their roast for them. Because I think it's very clear that these were written for them. That's what everyone's saying. Oh, 100%. 100%. 
So I would have liked to have been the one doing that. So that's a shame. Because roasts are my speciality. But clearly they did not need me because the roast went very well. I'm not bitter, but I am. Um, another funny th moment is Dustin talking about his drag names. <laughs> so he says some options were Avril Vagine. <laughs> I love that one. Fierce Brosnan. And then he finally settled on Rachel McAdams Apple, which probably is the best one. It's a good one. Do you think he came up with all these himself? I think he did. I think he probably did over the years. And then he wants to give his charity money to eat, eating disorders. I thought it was quite weird that he said, I've never had a full-blown eating disorder. Did you, <laughs> did you notice that? It was a weird thing to... Maybe it's not a weird thing to like support a charity which you don't personally... No, but I mean, he said, I've never had a full-blown one. It kind of alludes to the fact he has had one, just not maybe a mild one. Mildly. I don't know if I'm reading too much yeah. into that. Um, so Rue goes over to Matt, and Matt tells Rue that he's hoping he'll have the confidence to roast when he's in drag. Um, I think he's completely faking this whole thing. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, because he, he even said he's a comedian, and he says, roasting is just not my thing. I think anyone who's... Pretty much anyone who's a comedian, I think, could roast. Obviously, you have a massive advantage over anyone else. And we later see that he is amazing at roasting. So I think he's just shrewd and knew that he had to have, like, a journey, which is like, oh, I can't do this, but now I'm in drag, I can. I think he know, knew from the start he was going to be good at roasting. Oh, look at you. I forgive him, because, as we know, I fancy Matt and want to sit on his face and pedal his heels. Oh, heels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's sit on his face and pedal his ears but I said eels oh my god I am having a stroke um, he comes up with his drag name which is Betty Bordeaux did you like that one? it's cute it's cute it's not highly imaginative but it's cute alliteration but yeah no no pun there although there are a lot of pun names on so I guess maybe it's good to have a break from that um, Rue tells Alex he's her favourite singer of today so I'm a bit gagged by this like if I massively how have I missed who Alex Newell is? Is she actually really popular? I think it's the kind of Lizzo scenario. Do you remember when Lizzo was first on Drag Race? Yes. She really wasn't that well known. That's when I was introduced to her. And it I feel like it really broke her. I feel like this might be a, a moment for Alex Newell. Oh my God, I hope so. Um, and she comes up with Madam That Bitch. So what do you think of that name? Yeah, I'm not here for it either. Yeah, it's a bit predictable. Um, I thought RuPaul was kind of shady to Alex, even though he just told her she's her favourite singer. She's like, is he funny? Really? Seems kind of shy. And I'm like, as I always say, telling people they're shy just makes them more shy. Um, but they seem to be doing a storyline of Alex is nervous and out of a comfort zone. Which again, I think, is this fake? Because Alex obviously is a seasoned, not, maybe not seasoned, but very used to being on stage. So I'm just not buying into this idea that she was nervous about doing this. Especially when she's used to being in drag. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're all playing the reality TV game. I don't blame them for it, but I just thought it was very transparent in this um, episode. So we get to the mugs, which we mentioned briefly earlier. Charlie, you lived for Dustin's mug. I thought it was too white. I loved it. I thought it was dramatic and glam. I loved it. And I thought it was a proper, like, transformation. I don't know. I was still seeing his manly jaw, to be honest. I thought that um, Matt's was a really good transformation, especially given he is probably the hardest to transform. So I thought that was really cool. Um, 
And then obviously Alex is just used to it. So that's just standard. But I still thought actually, so Alex is like Bob, where like when Bob puts on makeup, his face doesn't change. I like it when the face changes. Yeah. Well, I thought all the faces could have been a bit better, to be honest. And I find it weird that they're faking... Because I understand that, obviously, Layla, Chanel and Mayhem are doing the makeup, but I don't understand why they're... There was a shot in this of Kim Chi doing um, Matt's makeup, but Kim Chi must have been pretending to do it or just took it over for one second to be filmed. And it just seems like a very odd choice. It does feel like a really odd choice. I wonder if it's because, like, those queens were so busy with filming the actual show, they didn't have time to do a full face of makeup. Maybe they had to, like, be filming confessionals and stuff during that time. Yeah. And then Alex actually, when she sees herself in makeup, does the whole, oh, oh, oh my God. It's like, you wear makeup all the time like that. Like, it's not in any way shocking to you. And then what did you make of the whole tucking segment? I mean, they always do it, don't they? I know, it's very... It's the same old joke. It's very played out. It was like Christmas come early for Nina, though. (laughs) She just couldn't... She just wanted to be right up close and personal in Dustin's bidness. Mm-hmm. I would gladly tuck Matt, though. Um, who would you tuck if you had to tuck one of the contestants? Dustin. I thought you'd go for Dustin. Is Matt, yeah, he's Matt not your type? Too old? Nah, he's too big. He's... Also, I realised when um, Bob was like, oh, we're three big men. He's like, oh my God, you three are. Nina, Bob and Kim are huge men. Yeah, that is true. I thought that was a good point. Um, so Alex talks about... how she was a bully at school. (laughs) I think it was just the way it was worded, but I think what she meant is like, oh, if people were calling me names, I wanted to call them names first. Um, And Bob echoes that and says that she had to learn to use wit in school uh, because she was being picked on. Did you find this conversation relatable? No, I didn't get that. I never thought like, oh, um, I was getting bullied, so I became the bully. Oh, no, but I... Uh, who is he bullying? No, I th- I think I know what they mean, though. It's just like, if you know people are going to be calling you gay all the time, as they were with me in school and with you, like, that's probably when we learnt to have, like, good comebacks. Because then you'd have to think... Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what he means. I don't think he means he was, like, stealing lunch money and stuff like that. Although, who knows? <laughs> um, and then Alex also said she never went to the bathroom in high school, which is a hard place, um, Bob says, for a gay person. Did you find that? No, I thought it was because he was more, like, gender nux. I think... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I read somewhere that he's non-binary, so I thought that was more, like, a gender thing. Yeah, I keep switching pronouns with Alex. I don't, they didn't really clarify that, so I'll just he-she all the way through. Um, but speaking of bathrooms, we're going to take a short break now, so it's a good time to shake your lettuce, and we'll see you in a second. Bye. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club... Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. It's time for the runway and RuPaul is in a metallic purplish kind of gown. It's shimmering and gorgeous. Did you like it? No, I don't like any of her looks on this celebrity one. I think she's putting, bringing out her B-list looks for this celebrity series. <laughs> That does make sense, because you'd think, oh, less people are going to watch this one. Um, I also liked the strawberry blonde wig. Oh, no, I didn't like it. Wow, we had chalk and cheese about RuPaul this week. What did you think of Carson's jacket that they're all making fun of? Why are they making fun of it? They said it was very gay. Well, girl. They all made a joke about it. (laughs) Well, it is Carson Kreisley, isn't it? Let's let's be real. Um, So we finally get the RuPaul roast. So Nina West opens, and... I wasn't expecting the actual drag queens to 
be doing it, did you? Well, no, but they have been including them in the past episodes. They've really included them in the challenge. So I'm guessing it makes sense. Oh, yeah, they were in the Rusical. And the, what was the first week again? And they were in the Snatch Game. Oh, yeah, Bob was in it. And then they were... Yeah, I suppose they have done that in all of them. Um, so Nina, she says cunt in her roast. I know. Um, you don't get that many cunts on Drag Race. I was quite surprised. You wouldn't think Nina West would be the one to say it. Um, I didn't think Nina West was very good, though. Did you? No, she was okay. But I'm guessing, again, no one wrote their own jokes for this one. Well, maybe Bob. Yeah. I think maybe the drag queens might have written their own jokes because the drag queens were a lot less funny than the actual celebrities. Um, And then she welcomes Rachel McAdams' apple. And I just thought when Dustin slash Rachel came out, she looked like 54. She looks a lot older in drag. (laughs) Why did they give her a white um, wig? I don't know. That's another sophisticated businesswoman. Did you think she did a good roast? She did. I like the repetitive joke of, the graffiti on the bathroom walls. Yeah, that was good. I re- my favourite joke of her set was um, visage means face and Michelle is the French word for wrinkly. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. And I also liked her sign-off, which was introducing Bob saying, drag is not just about beauty, Bob the drag queen. Yeah. I thought that was a cute little uh, moment. And then I thought Bob the drag queen, surprisingly, wasn't that great either. Did you? No, I didn't like his opening joke. I don't know what it was. No, it didn't yeah. work. The plastic bag joke about Carson was good. But apart from that, I thought, Bob, you really should have killed that. But maybe she's just so irrelevant she didn't even really try. She just kind of like reeled it off. Um, I did think it was funny that she introduced Alex Newell as Ross Matthews dipped in chocolate. And then we get get Madam That Bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you make of her roast? I really liked it. I really liked it. And she was surprisingly confident when we'd been getting that whole build-up of how shy she was. She really kind of sold it. She did. She was good. Um, I liked her, like, she kept, like, joking about kimchi, like, about falling over, like, oh, hey, kimchi! So I liked that. And I loved her asking everyone, um, giving a pause so everyone could Google Dustin Milligan. Because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people actually did not know who he was. And I also liked the joke of Ross is so gay they hired Carson to butch it up. Yes. Um, were you getting like winner vibes from her set? Uh, I wasn't really sure about winners because I feel like in Celebrity it's all a bit arbitrary. Like Vanessa won last week because she was RuPaul's mate. Yeah. Um, also, Sissy That Walker was a good joke from Madam That Bitch. I liked that one. And the first cruise gig, Armistad. I actually think maybe she had the best written jokes. They maybe gave her the best set because I thought they were quite strong and she delivered them well. So I was thinking, oh, this is really opening up now. Mm-hmm. And then we get Kim Chi, who called the judging panel the Mount Rushmore of failed reality stars. Um, and she, did you see that she mentioned um, the talk show? I know, I thought that was brave. I know, and I, I was wondering, do you think this is um, before it was cancelled? So it was a prediction that it was going to be cancelled. I guess. No, I think it had been cancelled before this was filmed. I don't know. This was, uh, it was only recent that it was announced that there wouldn't be a second season of the talk show, I think. No, that was about a year ago. It was only recent that they announced AJ and the Queen. Oh, there's been so many RuPaul cancellations, I can't even keep up anymore. I thought that acting... So he made the joke about, oh, someone wasn't the worst actor in that film. I thought that was slightly brave as well, just because if RuPaul had not done acting I... recently, it'd be fine. But the fact that she's, like, acting at the moment on Netflix, I felt a bit... Hmm? I think that was one of Betty's ones. Um, so Betty Bodo um, comes out and I just thought she absolutely killed it. I mean, she just did, didn't she? She was really good. She started off with like, M- visage means face, which 
is weird because usually accentuate a positive trait. <laughs> that one really got me. She said, Bob, I loved you in Get Out. She said, Nina West is so big, her name shouldn't be Nina West. It should be Nina the whole damn compass. Yeah. And then my favourite joke of the whole roast, and possibly one of my favourite jokes ever on Drag Race, black don't crack, but it do droop. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely amazing, and she's lived it absolutely perfectly. Um, so yeah, I don't even care if they had them all written for them. I just thought they did really well there. Um, and then we get to the runways. So we get Dustin as... Uh, Rachel McAdams' apple in blue sequins. What did you think of this geesh? I thought she was gorgeous. Oh, I, I didn't think she looked that good. And I thought her walk was awful. So I don't know what Laganja was doing in that week of preparation, but <laughs> no, I was not feeling that. And then Madam That Bitch is in red sequin kind of bodysuit with yellow hair. Yeah. Kind of money exchange-ish, I thought. I was getting um, Latrice vibes. Yes, um, I loved this. I thought she looked really beautiful and she was just oozing confidence and sexuality. And then um, we get Matt or Betty Bordeaux coming out. I don't really know how to describe this. Was it almost like pink negligee? Yeah, I wasn't so keen on this one. I think they did a very good job of flattering her manly body because that must be quite hard. She didn't look like a big brick. Well, she kind of did, but she, they did as best they could with that. But I, she did have my favourite mug, I have to say. Yeah. And then RuPaul says that this was the funniest roast we've ever had on this stage. So do you think that's over the top or do you think it's the tea? Well, I think it's true, but because they had writers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Usually it's just the Queen's writing. I would yeah, although, yeah, I think it has only ever been the Queen's writing them before. Season five's roast was very good. So I did wonder if they had some help. But then I guess with Jinx and Alaska, obviously they would be good, wouldn't they? Because they're very funny women. Yeah. So Dustin says that she feels beautiful and powerful and says, I'm never going to forget this. And oh, she just keeps melting my heart. I wish every man was like Dustin and I want to be Dustin's friend. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Bob and Alex, um, they have a bonding moment, which is emotional. I kind of feel like Alex faked that. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no, I believe she, her. Even Bob looked surprised. Alex was like, but I believed it when Bob said it. I was like, did Bob really say something nice to you? That doesn't sound very Bob. I feel like she was just trying to win at this point. And then another unlikely friendship. Uh, Ross Matthews reveals that she actually, she, he actually goes way back with Matt and says that he looks like every bully who has ever meant him. And to see him doing this, he thinks might give other people like second thoughts about the way they are. So I think this was the first moment in the episode I cried. Um, I got very emotional. I just thought it was really... So <laughs> oh my God, again. Honestly, I'm crying so much at Drag Race at the moment. I don't know if it's lockdown or if I'm going through the change, but I just can't stop crying at it. And then Matt gives a shout out where he says to Kim Chi and the other queens, I love that they don't give a fuck what people think of them. So I thought that was a really nice lesson to take away. Um, and what did you think of the... They go backstage, get their cocktails, and then they have some surprise visits. Do you enjoy this moment? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I've got to be honest. I'll cut it. Get it out. I don't know. It should. It's only fun if it's more emotional. But when it's just like, oh, you look cute. Oh, how funny. I should be like, oh, my God, speed up. Fast forward it. Yeah, I could do without this bit. Um, I, I will say that I think Dustin's gay friends are in love with him. And I don't think they're <laughs> hiding it very well. And then Matt gets motorboated and turned on. 
which made me wonder, would I have sex with Matt in drag? <laughs> My answer was no, I would not, if anyone was wondering. And then Dustin says that him and Nina are in love. Um, <laughs> so I will ask you, seeing as though you chose Dustin, would you watch a sex tape of Dustin with Nina? Absolutely Charlie? not. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I would not want to watch that. That sounds awful. And then we get to the lip sync. I was gagged, gagged, gagged by the choice of song. Were you? Yeah, it was so bizarre. Just because it's so good. It's like a song... We've never had Celine Dion before on Drag Race um, as a lip sync song. And to finally have her featured and with one of her big lip sync hits. But to save it for the celebrity version just seems bizarre. I just don't know why they did that, but I love that they did, because... Do you think they did the... Uh, it's now like a seven and a half minute version. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> I thought, who did, you, who did you like in the lip sync? I like... I thought Alex actually bored me a bit. I know she was going for emotions. I got a little bored from her. I think Dustin won it for me, especially with the tear away. I think Dustin won it for me too, but I think I'm just biased because I love Shit's Creek so much and obviously love him so much now in this episode. Actually, that tarot was quite messy. It was like Trixie's on All Stars 3, you know, in the finale. I just think if you're going to do a big tearaway like that, unless something amazing's on underneath, don't make too big a deal out of it. Yeah. But bless him, he wasn't to know that. So I'm going to be smug right now because you know how I always get the winner wrong of Drag Race? I did actually predict in this episode it would be a three-way tie. Oh, did you? So the reason I could tell it was going to be three-way is because I could just tell from the episode that Dustin, there was no way Dustin wasn't going to win in some capacity because, like, he was just so enthusiastic and so all in. But also he didn't do the best in the roast. I would say he was probably the weakest of the three, even though they were all good. And... um I think on the runway with his walk, I just don't think they could have justified him winning. So I think the only way to do it, because they would never have crowned two and then left someone out. I think the only way to do it was to just give them all the win. So I finally got a winner right. It's off a shit spin off, but I finally got it right. Yay. This must have got you, Charlie, at the end when Dustin cried. If that didn't do it, then you are the Tin Man. I am the Tin Man. <laughs> that sounded like a fart then. Is Whoopi Goldberg back? I think that was Moon laughing. Although, but it sounded very flatulent. I did see a... I saw quite a funny tweet about how um, The Wizard of Oz, of how, like, the scarecrow needs a brain, the timber needs a heart, and then the, the lion just needs courage. It's like, well, that's not really a medical condition, is it? Like, we're literally missing organs, and you just need a bit of courage. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah, that is true. That damn lion. Put him up, put him up. <laughs> Oh, and we're at the um, we're at the end of the episode, so we only have one more episode left of Secret Celebrity Drag Race. And um, do you know what the last challenge is, Charlie? No, I don't. I would guess a some sort of maybe like a lip sync extravagant. Oh, they kind of did that. The Ruse called it in there, I suppose. Uh... Well, what's the other staples? Could uh, I guess they can't do a makeover because they pretty much are the makeover. Yeah. So, oh, could they do a ball? Yeah, maybe a ball. Although, how would that work? Because in a bowl, you meant to make an outfit, and oh, yeah. the celebrities actually won't be able to do that. So they've got... We know it's Monique, Alyssa again, um, and Vanjie, and s- someone else, I've forgotten, next week. Um, so I guess, what would they... Maybe a what? dance challenge? No. Oh, yeah. Dance challenge. Maybe a dance hmm. one. Well, clearly we do not know, but I am excited about Secret Celebrity Drag Race again now after this episode because it really, really was a huge joy for me. Um, 
And then, I mean, I should have looked this up before, I don't know. I'm assuming that when Celeb- Secret Celebrity Drag Race ends, the next week is when All Stars is on. I think probably, yeah. Oh, no, well, All, Star- All Stars will start after season 12. So they'll probably, after Secret Celebrity Drag Race, be a couple of weeks where there's just one series on. Yeah, and then still no, there's still been no word on the final, has there? Well, Netflix shows the dates that the episodes are going to be released. Um, but we don't know what's happening with the final, but there is a, um, on my Netflix, there is a date where it's meant to go. There's three episodes left, so next week's the reunion, which I think they're going to do over Zoom, and then the finale, which I have no idea how they're going to do. But however they do this shit, we will be there, as ever, recapping the whole thing. Yeah! And we hope you keep coming along for the ride with us. Thank you, everyone! Yes, thank you, we'll see you, so... Today is Tuesday, and then Monday is when we're going to be recapping the, what would you call it, the penultimate competitive episode of Drag Race, season 12. Yes. My money's on Sherry. Put your bets. (laughs) No, I'm joking. See you then. Let's click it out.